0: All right, welcome to Pod BN, I am flying solo today, this is Justin Boyd, and I am joined with Abby Lyons and Adam Gantos, who are with me at Yoga Lab, which is where we're recording today, so welcome both of you
1: thank, thank you. you thanks
0: for having us yeah i'm excited to talk to you guys uh, before we get too much into it i do need to thank our sponsor little beaver brewery they're located at five finance drive in bloomington uh, craft beer they also do have non-alcoholic beer there as well so make sure to check them out food is delicious i had the bria tacos a couple weeks ago and i've been thinking about them ever since so thanks to them all right abby and adam for start off just tell us what is yoga lab it's kind of a unique name so what does all this entail
1: Yoga Lab is a community of people um, that practice yoga together, drink coffee together, and hang out. Our our work is freeing people to do the work that they love outside of this space. So we have a lot of things going on here. We have yoga classes going on every single day. Um, We have coffee flowing every single day also, acai bowls, scones. And then where we're at right now in the conference room, Um, is a space where people can come hang out work if they want to it can also be rented by organizations to do vision and planning sessions workshops retreats Um, my business lives out of the space as well and yeah we just have a lot of things going on here
0: (laughs) yeah so obviously yoga in the name so that's a big part of it and that's how that's how I found you um it, everybody already knows I'm, I'm big on Instagram and I'm on there all the time and I ran across someone had shared that they were here I was like what is this place because it's right down the street from my house too mm. which, is, uh, which is awesome and I had done yoga in the past at different studios in town and really enjoyed it but kind of one of those things I do for a while and get away from and then come back uh, but being that it was close to the house, I thought um, I would come check it out. And what I was surprised with was what you guys just said. Like I walked in and well, first thing was coffee, <laughs> which um, outside of Instagram, coffee is probably my other addiction. Uh, so I'm one of those people that will drink coffee at 10 o'clock at night with no uh, no worries at all. So um, got two of my favorite things. You got coffee, you got yoga. And then again, you're, we're in a space that's a pretty good sized conference room. Like you could fit, how many people can you fit in Twenty five,
1: twenty 25, 20 to 25 people. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, there's talks of a, a podcast studio. We were talking about that before. Yes. Um, so yeah, you have a lot of big plans, but unique sp- like use of space.
1: Yeah, this is an old dentist office, <laughs> yeah. uh, which surprises people when we tell them. But we had the vision for the space that came about in September of 2020. I have practiced yoga for off and on for about eight years and consistently for six or so years. And... I wanted a space to practice with other people Mm -hmm. and I told Adam that one day I just said you know I think I could open a yoga studio here and do all right and he's like okay let's do it. So we literally slapped a piece of chart paper up on the wall and started we have it over in the other room and we just started planning and dreaming about what this space could be and it quickly became more than just a yoga studio. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things I remember her, hearing her say early on was that um, the thing I was asking her, well, what do you like about you? Because I've never really did, hadn't done yoga before I met her. <laughs> um, and I remember asking, what is it about yoga that you like? And what is it about yoga that you don't like? What would be the point of opening another yoga studio or a yoga studio period when we had yoga at our gym, you've got yoga online? And she said, well, the problem with that style of yoga is it's transactional, meaning you come in, you take a class, and you leave. And um, generally speaking, there's a huge opportunity lost in not building relationships with other people and also not having room to just kind of digest some of what you just maybe experienced. Mm -hmm. The yoga that she teaches is a physical practice only. You know, there's nothing there that's... um, necessarily spiritual or guiding or anything like that. It's just a straight up physical class where you move your body and she can speak more to what that process is like. But, um, but the staying was the thing that stood out to me. And that's kind of where coffee came into the conversation because one, I I love coffee. I've been extremely passionate about coffee like you. And, um, and I said, well, if you want people to stick around, hang out, get to know each other, have meaningful conversation, maybe when they're in a more regulated headspace, Mm coffee's the way to do that. Absolutely. And in conversation, you know, we said, if we're going to do coffee, we're going to do it right. We're not going to just brew a, a pot and say, good luck. You know, we wanted to, to do the best possible job we could when it came to having really good coffee. So that was a part of the conversation and the vision from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm interested in that because obviously yoga sounds like that's where it's, the idea started. Yeah. And, uh, I love like the word that always comes up uh, here and in your posts, and uh, that's just very common is community. Yeah, Um, and and I I mean, there's a sense of that. If you come to a class, you get the sense as soon as you walk in, there's already people that know each other and talk talking to each other before class, and as you just said, Adam, people hanging out afterwards um, to talk as well. So, I mean, I think that's a that that having that foundation to build on probably helped with the rest of the vision. Did you find this location first? How did that work? Because now you're talking about, I need a yoga studio. I want a coffee shop. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of ridiculous to think about, right. you know, initially until mm-hmm. until you kind of, for anybody else that's not in your head, that right. probably sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So how do you find a space and kind of put it all together?
1: Yeah. So we looked at purchasing a couple of different spots around town. Um Namely, the old Chesterbrook building on the corner mm. of Linden and Emerson. Yeah, the old pool in the back and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Add
0: that to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was a ton of space. It was six thousand square feet, and we had a pretty clear picture of how that space could be divided and used. But um,
2: they had some plumbing for a kitchen too. They had. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would have needed a lot of work, but sure. they had a lot of the bones mm-hmm. that we envisioned for. A space like this functioning.
1: Yeah, and that ended up not working out, which I think is a, was a blessing in disguise. And we looked at a number of other spots, and um, our landlord Doug Gehrig one day was like, "I don't know what you'll think about this place. It's an old dentist's office, but let me just show it to you." And so we came over here, and we were like, "We think that actually might work." So we're in an old dentist office. The the, the, the way the rooms were broken up was a little too small for us so we took some walls down put some walls up and it really is such a perfect fit for exactly what we need right now we we will outgrow the space very quickly but for now it's a really it's a well-used space
2: yeah we, I mean we really just needed the square footage to make right. happen what we needed to happen and Doug was great because he has a lot of experience in building to someone's needs mm-hmm. and so You know, I said, "Well, let me draw some lines on a piece of paper and see if it can turn into something." And he's like, "I think we can make that work. Here's just the lines you can't move." Right. (laughs) And we played around with it, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And we bounced around with a few things, and I mean, within I mean, we had a couple of hiccups, but within five six months, the place was from carpet
0: and stuff hanging from the ceilings to a brand new space. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a couple things when I walk in is the space is larger than I thought it would be mm-hmm. from the front, mm-hmm. um, and when you told me it was a dentist office, I would had no idea. It doesn't, yeah. like, usually <laughs> you could tell, right? right. <laughs> you walk in a place, oh, this used to be this, but yeah, yeah it's hard to tell that, so. Yeah. Um,
1: and the, the physical layout of the space is very important for our vision because we wanted the the way that the space flows to follow the way that the brain works, so. The first thing that you experience when you come into the space is the studio on the right-hand side to support regulation. Then you have your coffee that supports relationship, and then you come back to this lab space, which is the reasoning, kind of higher-order thinking piece of what happens in your brain. So we literally physically set up the space to move people through it in a way that would allow them the most space to do the best work that they possibly can. And that comes from my side of the other things that I do here my educational consulting business and social emotional learning and it's been really interesting to watch people move through the space to actually experience the vision in the physical space and to see the impact of that and the types of conversations that happen and you said stay like you you're you know you can stay here and um, I think one thing that people don't often have the opportunity to do because things are just so busy or focused so much on efficiency is to stay, right? To stay, you stay on your mat, it gets uncomfortable. You're invited to stay there, stay in your practice. You're invited to stay in the space, have conversations that you otherwise may not have engaged in. And um, having people around you who are also invested in doing the same helps you move forward on that trajectory a little a little bit easier but also there's people pushing you to do that even if it's uncomfortable
0: did did that your vision play out right away or did you find that you had to almost train people to stick around
1: there yeah i mean there's certainly people you know who just have a tendency who are just people who are extroverted or tend to like to connect with people but there's certainly people that we've seen evolve into this space you know Every class, I say, introduce yourself to somebody you don't already know. And I watch people's faces in that moment. And there are some people who are highly resistant to <laughs> introducing themselves to other people or, you know, connecting. And during class, I always say, you know, give people an air high five, tell them great job. And that's my subtle invitation to invite people to allow themselves to be seen. And that's uncomfortable for people, especially after this pandemic, people who are in their homes with their people facing people on a zoom screen for months, it really has, it really opens up, I think, opportunity for people to be able to add and contribute to this space and not just, you know, we want to give people things to take, but we also want them to be able to contribute.
2: Yeah. And I think a lot of that actually ended up happening pretty organically. I mean, you never know when you open up the doors to a place, what's going to happen. And, um, pretty fortunate in the sense that we've kind of taken off and things have gone really well, but, um, in, in what she's talking about, you know, we, generally she doesn't ask a lot of people, you know, maybe say hey to somebody, maybe air high five somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one thing that I found that's very interesting is that pretty much every single person that walks through our door will experience their name being said, will experience someone greeting them and will experience meeting someone that they've probably never met before. And there's not much else that they need to do, but it's kind of amazing to see, you know, how people respond to One of the things we always hear is like this place is so welcoming, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know that this place should be that much more welcoming than any other place. But you probably don't experience that anywhere. I mean, where else do you go? Maybe besides a doctor's office waiting room, where someone comes and says hi, good -hmm. to see whoever. And even in that case, it's just your name on a piece of paper, maybe not so much. And so Abby's done a really good job of making sure to say hello to every. And I don't know how she remembers people's names. (laughs) I'm horrible with names. Like anyone who.
0: It's been in here.
2: Will realize that I'm I'm really bad with names. I remember the face. I remember Mm -hmm. the conversation. I can even remember what somebody was wearing. (laughs) But Abby's just like, oh yeah, this name, this name, this name, and she's really great at that. And she cares a lot about it. I mean, she wants everyone that comes in here to know that they're a part of something bigger. You know, it's not Abby's yoga studio. It's this community's yoga studio, and that's been very clear since day one. Um, And it's been great. I mean, the the mat wall we have here. I think you know. I think people have resistance to meeting new people but there is something i I would say almost in everyone that wants it's like this pull to want to be a part of a community Mm -hmm. and as soon as we start putting mats on the wall i noticed it right away people love having a little spot that's there so they can feel that they're a part of something that's bigger than themselves and um and i think since day one since the first person i remember that first day of not knowing what to expect seeing strangers just walk in that had found Mm -hmm. us somehow and watch it grow into what it is now where we've got over 50 members already and um we're in our second month um it's just been amazing to see and the relationships that have been built like i i now see posts on instagram of people who didn't know each other at all Mm -hmm. interacting and hanging out outside of this space and i'm just like wow that all happened because two people from two completely different worlds happened to come to the same place and took a yoga class together
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, something you touched on, that I always, I, I'd like to think that I pay a lot of attention to what's going on around me, why people are the way they are, how they act the way they are. And you said, you know, it's, people should feel this way more than just this place, mm-hmm. which is weird because you don't have to do that much to make people feel good, mm-hmm. right? Remembering a name, yeah. um, welcoming them, um, just having a conversation. And it's really weird that other businesses and places struggle with that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's something we've talked about a lot is raising the standard in this community. Um, And you're right, like, my dad always says, it's not hard to be excellent. It's really not. If you just go one, just one step further, pay a little bit more attention, or be a little bit more intentional with a design piece, or with an experience piece, or with a latte, or whatever it is, it, it blows people away. And it, I hope that the standard that we're setting here is a model for our members to go back out into wherever they are in the world to to raise the standard in the bar where they are and that's the lab element of of this space is we want this place to be an experimental opportunity for people to come in here to try things out to get curious to get uncomfortable to learn things so that they can go back out into wherever in the world they are parenting educating, you know, whatever their role is at State Farm, and they can just elevate their experience and the experience for other people because they've had an opportunity to see what that's like and what that feels like here.
2: Yeah, and it's not, you know, I wouldn't say that. I want to be clear. I don't think that we're models of excellence, right? Right. We just care about it, (laughs) and we're willing to fail at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there's a lot of things that will get wrong, and we're willing to change it really quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I think that... um, you got to be humble when you're when you're in this, in any kind of service industry. Um, I've been in service industries my whole life, and you learn really quickly that you know people will dictate certain things and they'll ask of certain things, but at the same time, you have to be willing to take a chance to and say, you know what, I think that this could work in this way, and I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to look dumb, yeah. And if it doesn't work, I'm willing to change. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that we had in our head going into this, and I think we got pretty. Pretty close, um, but there's a lot of things that we've had to change and adapt, and um, you know, and get good feedback on, and um, you know, it's a process. And I'm curious, you know, when you came, what was your first impression and kind of first experience, mm-hmm. right? Because you've been yeah. here quite a bit now.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I, I, I noticed on Instagram, which, <laughs> if you, if someone's not as in, involved in Instagram, this probably was going to sound silly, but like I, I look at Instagram and I think. For the most part, I can tell if someone's being authentic on there mm. or not, right? And, and I felt this authenticity coming from it, mm. not just from your posts, but from posts that people were sharing mm. and tagging you guys in. So that that's what drew me to want to check it out, is it just felt like a very open, authentic place. Um, and, but when I first came in, honestly, I was... I was really excited because of coffee, uh, if I'm being too completely honest. I'm like, this is great. That
1: like, makes Adam so happy I,
0: to hear. I mean, I, like I said, I, I almost have coffee with me all the time, um, and I take it very seriously. But um, just to think that I think coffee goes with everything, and someone else thought coffee went with yoga, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but the first yoga practice I really enjoyed because – Yoga is going to, I mean, to me, it's different for everybody. But to me, I want to go in. I want to feel like I got a workout in because mm-hmm. that's, I don't want to, if I'm going to spend an hour mm-hmm. doing something, I want to feel like I, mm-hmm. I worked out. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want it to feel like I just did CrossFit. Like I want something, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I want, I want a, a little bit more chill. I want to be able to leave and be like, man, I just feel better. Mm-hmm. And I felt that the first yoga practice here. Um, and then I got coffee afterwards, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. <laughs> but, but the community part is really what, I would say, keeps people coming back. Yeah. It's, I felt welcomed, um, not just by you both, but by other members, right? I mean, just the community itself felt very, very welcoming. And I think that that's what's going to keep people from coming back and get the memberships and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. It's because they don't want to go somewhere else. Right. So. Yeah, I think that
2: we, we get asked a lot. One of the things that we've been resistant to do is like punch cards mm-hmm. or stuff like that. I, I would say almost every day someone says, well, you just have like a six class pass. You could make right. so much money. And I'm like, you know, Abby made it very clear from day one that we need to be a community. And in order to be a community, stuff like that that maybe makes you $2 more or whatever can deteriorate a community very quickly. And we're not going to be a good fit for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to just take a class, get a punch, and then get out of there... We're probably not the place for you, and there's probably a lot of places in town that will meet your needs. And it's not that they're doing something less than we are; it's just they're they're just different than we are. Yeah. And so, everything that we've done is driving memberships. You know, we have, we want the experience from when someone walks in to when someone stays to when someone leaves to be all about community. You know, from the pricing structure, it benefits members. Um, You know, our coffee structure, even we have our keep cup system, which everyone who has a keep cup gets 10% off. Um, So we've got a lot of members who come in with their cup every morning. Mm -hmm. They get their discounted coffee. They take their yoga class. You know, they put their order in beforehand. It's ready for them after. Um, You know, it all is driven. All those decisions are based off of our vision, right? And I think if you have a vision for something, and our vision's that community and the impact then on the well-being of that community, then it makes it easy for little things that pop up that are business decisions, right? Like, well, should we offer punch cards or not? Um, it makes it very simple because, you know, as a business owner, especially in today's climate with Facebook and the way that everyone wants to collab with everyone and, and there's great opportunities, you know, every opportunity can look like a glimmering thing that you can go chase after. But if you have a vision that you can check everything against, it can make a huge difference, um, where you're not just running after everything and and things start to feel disjointed. And so for us, that kind of filter has been, how does this community feel as good as possible? That's just the bottom line. So when we're presented with an opportunity, that's usually the first question we ask is, does that contribute to the members that are here and the community and the well-being? And if so, then we're all about it. And if, if we don't really see it, then we either table it or we, we find a way. And, and you know, sometimes it's hard because there are some really cool opportunities that can come up that we're like, man, this this sounds like a really good deal. But if it doesn't align with what we really are here to do, then that almost makes the decision hard but easy is say, listen, this is just not a good fit. Maybe we can support you in another way, but but for our members, I think we want to do something different.
0: Yeah. So. I think it's good to have that that focal point of focus, mm-hmm. um, you know, to... to Make sure everything is leading towards that. Yeah. Because um, it's easy to get distracted, especially owning a business. Because you have so many different people with ideas coming mm-hmm. at you. Um, yeah. <laughs> that that it can get distracting. Yeah. So,
1: That's it, one thing. I I'm new to this world. Like this is not. Adam has run businesses for a while, and this is something totally new for me. And daily, people are like, "You should do this. You should do this. Mm-hmm. You should do this." And I'm like, And then in my head, all I see is the logistics of how the heck that would happen, and it's a lot. And so being able to use the vision as a filter for my own well-being to say, you know what, I appreciate that thought, I'll put that in our parking lot and we'll come back to it when we're ready, is important for my well-being as a business owner because it can feel overwhelming. And all of those things are well-intentioned and all of those Mm -hmm. things could be wonderful ideas, but um, keeping the main thing the main thing Mm Um, will only allow us to sustain the pace and the experience for people. So, yeah, it's definitely a learning experience. Everything that we're saying sounds so nice and pretty, and it does not feel that nice yeah, it's and hard. pretty.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it is hard. We're, we're in a climate right now where owning a business is, is challenging in a lot of really annoying ways, right? There's a lot about... Um, you know, the day to day grind that is really challenging. I know a lot of business owners are struggling. Um, Some aren't, but generally speaking, it's a, it's, it's a tough time to just be a human period. Mm -hmm. And then you add in all the complications of a business on top of it. You know, it's hard. Like you were saying, we were just having a conversation about it's not hard to be excellent.
1: Yeah.
2: I I don't think it is hard to be excellent, but I think it's, it's hard to sustain the motivation to Mm -hmm. do the little things that separate you from, from other things. Um, Motivation only lasts so long, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and discipline. What,
0: discipline's needed, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, in, and in different ways than I think a lot of people think, right? It's more than just getting up, getting in there, turning the lights on, making sure the place looks good. It's about, like, the discipline almost to the vision yeah. when there are so many shortcuts you can take instead. Um, and, you know, even what you were saying, right, you know, why is it that it's so hard to find a place where you're known, right, where people know your name, where you're treated like a, a unique customer? I mean, that experience especially over these last two years, I think it's very clear that people are hungry for something. Mm -hmm. Sure. Relationships, for one, that are authentic, um, maybe not even on an extremely deep level, but authenticity is extremely craved. And I think people want some freedom to express themselves as well. And people also enjoy community in the sense where it's something more than just a group of people hanging out, whether it's a level of accountability, right, which I think for us has been the yoga piece, right? Like, we're, we're not cutting corners on the yoga. There's people who will say, oh, you do this kind of class or that, and we say, no, this is what we offer. We
0: mm-hmm. don't play around with it, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and... Uh, which I love, by the way. Is, uh, yeah. um, I like that every class is not the same, but it's the same feel, right? Like you, different instructors offer different things, but I know what to expect when I come into a class.
1: Yeah. And our, our instructors are phenomenal and us being true to our vision gives them structure to work within, but enough, enough freedom to be themselves in their classes. And for me as a yoga teacher, that's really important. I want to know what are we about here? What are we up to here? And then how can I fit what I do into that? Mm-hmm. And that I, our, our instructors are phenomenal and have done a really, really good job of um, creating an experience that fulfills on the vision with their own personality and their own character and their own integrity. Weave perfectly into it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was I was really taken back by the yoga when I first experienced it. You know, I'm I um, I didn't. I knew that I had certain flexibility issues and flexibility seems to always be the number one conversation about yoga, but yeah. there was a lot of power that was underdeveloped in my hips that not even from a flexibility standpoint, but I mean, I hit my my deadlift PR, which is still my PR, even though it was several months ago, <laughs> uh, right after a yoga class. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll i never forget how easy it, I think it was what, like I can't remember how much I did at the time, just about, I think it was 395 technically, but um I remember thinking 400 was so inaccessible to me um, as someone who's just a runner and generally a pretty scrawny guy. (laughs) Um, And I was nowhere close to that before. I mean, maybe 335, 340, and it felt easy when I lifted it because of the mobility that I had earned by showing up to yoga and practicing for several months. And so there's a lot that people can get physically from the routine and the structure that Abby's created in her yoga program.
0: I'll I'll add to it a little bit because I I work out um, with weights every day. And uh, I work out with a with a friend of mine, and that October when I just had a couple surgeries, so I've taken time off from yoga. But when I was going quite a bit, um, I have shoulder issues and elbow issues and all kinds of stuff. And I was doing shoulder presses with dumbbells, and he's I always have him spot me because I get I get this Mm. like shaky thing going. um, And the last you know towards the middle to end of October, he's like, "Man, I could tell something's different because you're not you know I was more stable Mm -hmm. as I was as I was trying to press those up." So. Um, which is the only thing I could attribute mm-hmm. it to because yeah. nothing else changed. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an interesting practice. So we teach, I teach Baptiste yoga. Chad teaches Baptiste yoga. Carrie has shifted into some Baptiste in some of her classes. David Vale teaches a more general vinyasa class. But the Baptiste methodology, it's very rigid. You teach the same sequence every single time. And One of the things that I really value about it as a yoga teacher is the practice has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. right? I get to just deliver. I, all I'm doing is saying pose names and then how that lands for people and how people pick that up is all on them. And so I, I think what I think to be true is that whatever you need to get out of the practice is available to you as long as you're clear about what it is that you need. So there's a level of responsibility from the participant and a le- level of responsibility and discipline around the practice to say like, okay, you know, today what I need is to really pay attention to my breath. My nervous system is overloaded. I know what I need is to move through these poses and just pay attention to my breath. And then there's some days where it's like, you know, I'm going to crush these chaturanga push-ups because what I need is to have a level of strength in the practice. And meanwhile... I have no idea what you actually need when you come in. I'm just delivering on the pose names. And it's so interesting watching people walk out the door, and they're like, God, that was exactly what I needed. And I'm like, you're welcome, but I didn't do anything different than the last time you showed up. And um, that's one thing about why I've been so rigid around what type of yoga we offer here because there are places that try to be everything for everyone. Yeah by creating something out here external of the individual, but when it comes down to it, it's all about what the individual needs and can take from it. And when one of the things we say in Baptiste is leave people in their greatness. When I leave people to their own practice, that's when the practice starts to transform people. If I interrupt that and get in the way of that and think that I know what people need and do something crazy to like try and fix their practice or whatever, it disrupts their ability to discern what they need. And, um, I don't know. I think, I think it's really valuable for people to have something that is stable and consistent and predictable, Mm -hmm. especially right now when everything feels so unpredictable. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. the yoga is an interesting piece. And the more I teach, the more I learn about how people experience it and how I can practice it differently. And it's fun. It's, it is a big, this whole thing is a big experiment. We had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> I No idea how it would land for people. Yeah.
0: Well, that I think, uh, you know, people, especially you know, when I was checking in all the time on Instagram, people yeah. were like, "Hey, I need to go check that out. I need to check that out. How how cool is that? Um, what do you th- what do you like about that place?" But. Everybody was always surprised when I said they've only been open a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you have you have generated quite a buzz and quite a following in a short period of time. So w- what do you attribute that to?
1: Um, Adam's photography skills. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that um,
2: I think that ultimately every business is there for a, a reason, and I think there's a story in every reason that a business exists. Um, I've really always kind of been fascinated with branding and conversations around it. Um, So I think, you know, the story that was born out of what we were doing is freeing people to do the work they love, right? We know that people are great on their own. Mm -hmm. And maybe there have been temporary barriers or maybe there have been long-term barriers, but it's not on us to, to give them greatness. It's on us to just make it easier for them to do the things that they love. And so when we think through the mission of that from day one, the story has been very simple right we know the ways that we wanted to do that we want them to regulate by practicing by moving their body and by you know by relieving stress we want them to relate by having conversations over coffee or over a snack or scones or a bowl and then we want them to reason by maybe putting themselves in a position where they can learn something or teach something to someone else you know this lab space is going to be not only a place where people can come and take, but people can come and give, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to have weekly events, have seminars, have all kinds of stuff available to the public. And when we think about that as a process, you know, there's a story there that, you know, people have that need right now. And I just said, I want to just get that word out and tell that story as much as possible. And I want to partner with as many other businesses that have a similar vision. You know, there's been a couple of key players that, have really helped us along the way, you know, first with the coffee, you know, CXT in Peoria, I had my business in Peoria for several years. And something about every time I went there was, um, it was just was an incredible experience, whether it was a conversation I had with someone at the counter, the, fa- the fact that their latte was the most consistent and perfect temperature <laughs> and perfect texture every single time to, you know, getting to know the owners and how caring of people that they were, how much they just love what they do, but not in some kind of pretentious way. They're just great, kind people who want to share their passion with the world. Um, And they helped create that same experience here. From them to, you know, Epiphany Farms, um, you know, we did a lot of, while we were waiting for this place to open, we would do yoga out at their estate. And they were uh, instrumental to the word getting out there, allowing us Mm -hmm. to practice there. We had an amazing time there. And then that evolved into the yoga and brunch where... Mm -hmm. Ken got to share a lot of his vision and what he loves to do with all of the people who are coming for a similar experience. Mm And um, those events have been just amazing to sit back and watch. I mean, the photos alone, I think, speak to that story pretty well, but Mm -hmm. not enough, right? Because just, I mean, something about being there is just an unbelievable, almost spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Um, To then take all of that and say, you know, it doesn't matter where we are practicing. It doesn't matter where this community is living in. The story isn't changing and so we've been telling that story since basically January where we announced the coffee and the yoga coming and then um it just once we once the, these walls were up you know it just kind of filled it um yeah. and so the story hasn't changed and um I think that that made it easy to get the word out because we knew what the story was that we wanted to tell um and so we just keep you know it's
0: we just keep telling the same story <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah yeah, I mean that's the best kind of marketing and advertising is when you build a, when you build a brand based on truth and a vision, yeah. and people resonate with that and they share that. Um, I think that's that's pretty cool. So
1: yeah, and we believe in it. Like I think you know there are mornings where I'm here where I get to practice, and then I get to go have an acai bowl and a cup of coffee. Then I get to take a shower and get to my work, and I feel lighter. I feel more free to do that work and. I think about how much value this place adds to my life and I believe in it. I believe in what we're doing here. I believe in the people that are here. And when we're talking about it to people, we're here, we're living it. You know, as owners of the space, we practice, we teach, we engage, we drink coffee with people. And so we're really hands-on and we, we have a really solid pulse on what's going on so that when people ask us about it, we can talk about it. And I think that people see the word, you know, authenticity. They see that. They feel Mm -hmm. that. They know it's important to us. And, you know, you can't help but wonder, okay, could that be something that I could participate in? And the yoga just speaks for itself. It's like when you feel, but you feel better after you Mm -hmm. practice, like why not come in and hang out? You feel better after you drink a latte and talk to somebody.
0: But I think it's something to, to recognize that and I, and I hope I say this uh, the right way, that someone can go do yoga almost anywhere. They can do right. yoga in their living room, right? right. Like, like, it's nice, and it, it, it's a, you know, I, I I definitely would have much rather do yoga here than in my living room. However, what keeps me coming back is everything else. Right. Yeah. And, and I think
2: yeah.
0: that's what's important to recognize, too. Yeah. Yeah, it seems... Um,
2: it can seem disjointed on a piece of paper right there's yoga and there's coffee and there's like other businesses there and then there's like a conference space slash you know meeting rooms and it's like what is what is really happening but i think pretty quickly when you walk in it's just funny cuz people are like oh that makes sense
0: or like oh yeah. and isn't that fun when like you you've had this vision for a while mm-hmm. And like I said, it probably sounds crazy to everybody yeah. else, but then when they see it and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. and like people recognize right. what you're saying. Our, seen our, all our landlord.
2: landlord was in here the other day and he's like, you know, I got to be honest. When you were telling me what <laughs> you wanted to do, yeah. I was like, oh, good luck. But
1: um. I mean, even my they, family. You know, he literally right? stopped yeah. and
2: said, you know, this place is incredible. And I was like, well, it really means a lot to hear that. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Your, your parents, you know. Yeah, they
1: hadn't been here. They were just here last week. And yeah. I think they were, you know, intrigued and interested and believed in us, but didn't necessarily have a good handle and there was many mornings my dad was out holding court in the coffee shop like okay i get it like i get why you like this so much and there's such good people here like that at the end of the day we always talk about like there are people here that we get to hang out with every single day who we never knew before who will be people we're friends with forever now
0: i think that's so cool yeah like it is it it, it brings good people together too. Mm -hmm. that's really
2: cool yeah yeah it's not it's not um it's not easy to do, but it's not really that hard to do either. Um, it feels know.
1: easeful, I guess, would be the yeah. way I would say. It's not easy, but it feels there's a level of ease that you feel. It just feels right. It yeah. feels correct. It feels aligned.
2: Yeah, ultimately, we had a, a dream that this is what we would want to exist, you know? And if someone had else had built it, we would have been perfectly probably content showing up <laughs> every day. But, you yeah. know, we we knew exactly what we wanted. And the vision that we have, I'll just say that this is a small piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's crystal clear. I mean, I, I think we talk about it all the time. You know, we, we have regular meetings where we try to get back to our, we call them vision meetings, where we say, all right, are we still on track? What are we doing that's not contributing to our vision? And what are we doing that's helping us get there? And our vision is much bigger than this space. I mean, physically, where our space is going to be, what it's going to feel like, what it's going to look like is going to grow, who we interact with. you know, There's a lot of people that, you know, our next big, I would say our next big mission has been... Um, There's probably a lot of people that would want to be here, but for whatever reason, there's a barrier, whether it's a physical barrier or whether it's a financial barrier. We want to start tearing those barriers down as much as possible. I mean, even the coffee in many ways, like you said, right, it's one thing that takes barriers off because Mm -hmm. you may not be comfortable just walking into a yoga studio, but it's probably not as hard to walk into a coffee shop if you've never done yoga before. I can't tell you how many people have walked in here and have had coffee and you can just see the curiosity about what's happening on the other side of that wall <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and that you can just see it on their face like maybe that isn't so bad or maybe that's not just for yogi people maybe i could show up one day and try it and, and then they do and then they stay
1: and the physical design of the space with the windows was very mm-hmm. intentional around that you know we wanted first we were like okay is that weird that people will be looking at you while you're doing yoga? But we decided, no, it makes sense to have the the life happening on both sides of that wall and have people be able to see. I love when I'm teaching a class and I look out into the coffee shop and people are having conversations. It inspires me. And then I feel like I'm more connected to what's happening in my space and vice versa. When I get to sit out there and watch Chad or Carrie or David teach a class, it's really it's it's neat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been great to see that. So. Taking, taking down barriers I'd say is our initial challenge all kinds of barriers so we we are discovering barriers for people is the way I would describe it when I meet someone I ask them you know why why have you not tried yoga before or what has been your experience of yoga or you know you'd say you don't like coffee or your whatever what is it about coffee I mean, because who knows what their coffee experience has been like I mean we have what I would consider a, an extremely high-end product um, we do coffee correctly um, they' are With coffee, I would say it's a combination of a science and an art, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a science that you need to follow with a lot of it. There is an art piece that can build on the science where you can kind of come up with, you know, your own combinations of maybe roasts to make different blends. You can combine different flavors. But there's a lot of things to coffee that you just need to get right to begin with and if you're not getting the foundation right right? if your shots of espresso aren't pulling correctly if you're you know you're dosing incorrectly the coffee is not going to taste good and if you're burying it in sugar then it's probably not going to be a good coffee experience and so we wanted to get that science as correct as possible and then just very slowly add the art in and just do a few things well so our menu isn't very big but I'm very confident that anyone could try anything on our menu and be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: that's been, I think, the consistent experience is, you know, people say, actually, that's really good. Okay. Yeah, the coffee here is legit. Like, I've, I've said that phrase a few times to people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I said the coffee because, uh, you know, there's a couple good coffee shops here in town, and I visit mm-hmm. them all. But, um, yeah, okay. I mean, people will ask me, like, is the coffee good? Is it as good as this place? Is it mm-hmm. good as that place? I'm like, yeah, coffee's legit. It's yeah.
2: good. Yeah, we have CXC to thank for that, too. Yeah. And I went straight to them, and I said, listen, I want to be able to do things as well as you do things here. You've clearly figured it out on a mass scale. You know, I, I just need to be able to do it for a handful of people. <laughs> but, um, and they were great. I mean, they really took the
0: time. They took me in, trained me on everything. And, um, and people can come here and sport. just get coffee. Right. right. They don't ever have to take a yoga class right. and Correct. they come and grab coffee. We're
1: open 6 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. on the weekdays and then during class times on mm-hmm. weekends. But people can come in, yeah, coffee, acai bowls, scones, you can I've come yet, hang out, work here.
0: I've yet to have an Aisahegu. Oh, my gosh. One. They're so I'm good. good. <laughs> uh, my wife brought one home the oh, other yeah. day, and it looked really good. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. It's really um, refreshing. Yeah, I think that,
2: um, you know, you can find community here outside of yoga. You know, the, the goal mm-hmm. here isn't yoga as much as it's finding a community. Yoga is an instrumental piece of that. Um, but I think you'd be pleasantly surprised to see how much is available
0: to you here, even if yoga intimidates you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, you you've touched a little bit on like a bigger vision. You you mentioned um, you know you'll probably outgrow this place rather quickly. Um, you probably don't want to commit to saying what you're going to do next. <laughs> it's and I understand. a top <laughs>
1: secret. Justin. I understand.
0: I understand. <laughs> but like, what wh- I mean, what does it look like though? What is what does the next step look like to you? Um, you know, and, and how far away are we? Are we a year out? Or are we five years out? Well, that's a great
2: question. Um, I can speak to it just a little bit, but I won't give away too much. But I will say the, time, the timing, um, the timing, it's, well, it's, it's, it's just funny because we, we, we like to make plans and those plans always get disrupted. Of course. So, you know, we could say we like to, I mean, I, I would like to say it's a five-year goal. mm mm-hmm. Could be longer than that, could be way shorter than that. Um, And we've got um, our community, really, to thank for that goal even being a possibility. I mean, it just depends. We have certain milestones that we need to hit to be able to do that. But our our vision is to create a campus at some point. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say what we want it to look like a lot, but I will just say that we want to create a campus where people feel extremely welcome, where a place where people are going to hate to leave, um, there are certain standards that I have for what that's supposed to look like that we've talked about consistently, you know, naturally lit an indoor, outdoor, you know, immersive space. Um, one that leaves a lot of room for the arts, that leaves a lot of room for the physical practice, and that leaves a lot of room for the coffee and for, for things of that to grow. And then we have some surprise elements that we really want to include in the space too that I'm not going to give away quite yet, but I will say it's just going to contribute more to what our vision is. Um, and then whether that happens in five years or eight years or three years, you know, we can't say, but what we can say is, is that that vision is so clear in our heads every day that it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So um, we have other things that, you know, that are, con- the, the, the vision isn't limited to that space existing, right? If we're in a campus or if we're here, um, our vision is alive. And there are barriers still, like I said earlier, that are keeping people from experiencing that vision. And I would say even a higher priority than getting to that campus um, is getting as many barriers out of the way for people to come here. Um, But we're going to make the most out of this space as much as we can for as long as we can until we're ready to make that jump.
1: Yeah, and the physical space is is an important, a very important piece of the puzzle. And having a place that... Um, you know this this space is big enough right now but we're, we're going to outgrow it quickly. Well the
0: wall space for the mats are getting filled up. Yeah I we've on our
1: mat wall like five times. I keep having yeah. to get the drill back out. I keep getting to get the drill back out yeah. and putting yeah. up more mat hooks which is just so exciting um, but yeah it, it, for me on, on my side of the, the picture uh, the work that I do with educators I want to start having it live here Mm -hmm. so that people can understand the model of regulate, relate, reason, that they can actually feel that and experience that. So I host educators here, they take a yoga class, have their coffee and their bowls and then we come back here to this space and we do professional learning and watching people move through that space, especially educators who are near and dear to my heart, and see them freed up is really exciting to me and having a, a campus would allow that side of the the work to really grow and that's I mean yoga is a huge piece of my life but the educational and the educational side of things and what I do in in the public education space is really where I I love to spend my time um and so being able to have a space that can facilitate that work too is exciting to me.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of ways that, you know, we can contribute to the vision of freeing people to do the work that they love. Part of it is just the yoga. The other parts, um, it's a little bit more personal, I would say. I mean, we're doing it with a lot of different people, but we're not really, I mean, it's not something you're going to see on Instagram, at least yet. Right. And so it's very much alive, but it's not as public. And I think that until we get to the point where we're ready for the campus aspect and um, the organization that we've created, you know, Community Wellness Lab, that, will start to come more alive and be more present once, um, once it's time.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, that is the messy work. That's not as Instagrammable. Like it's beautiful Mm -hmm. to to take pictures. Adam does an incredible job of capturing light in that space and taking pictures of people in awesome yoga poses. But the, the real, the messy, the like hands-on work that we do is not it's not Instagrammable, but it's a really, really important piece of what we're up to, and not to diminish the yoga because that's very a very important piece of the puzzle. But um, that other work that's not as not as pretty and not as aesthetically pleasing, but is very important, is where our time and um,
2: yeah.
1: our our vision is moving. Yeah,
2: you know, people love to say that the pandemic has created, and the pandemic has created, and the pandemic has created, right? And there's, you know, you name it, whatever issue, whatever divide, whatever. But the reality is, is that stuff was there before. I mean, it was. And I think people know that. um, And it's just easier to say, well, because of the pandemic, we have this problem. Um, There are some issues that the pandemic has created that are very unique to the pandemic, maybe, like specific health issues, I'd say. Um, But a majority of those issues existed beforehand. They've just been brought under a a microscope. And we've been in this work since before the pandemic, and we've cared about this work since before the pandemic, and we're going to care about it long after it's gone. And, you know, now more than ever, people need to move their bodies to have conversation and community and accountability and to have an ability to care for themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, um, and, um, and that's the business that we're in.
0: So I do want to, I, I like to think of myself, uh, this is a fancy word for me thing, I, I think about business way too much, but I, <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as a business philosopher. Sure. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm completely intrigued by small business and, and, and how, they, how they work, how they work differently, how different, very different ideas can work, uh, both work out well. Um, and I'm a big reader as well, so okay. you saw me writing some stuff down because yeah. you guys are saying things, and I'm like, gosh, that reminds me of this book, and that reminds <laughs> me of this book. So I'm going to plug two books, but then Great. I'm going to ask you some business questions. Great. Um, one book is uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. You, sure. You guys, oh, talk, yeah. you guys talked about just keeping your eye on that one vision, and that's a book. I haven't read it for several years, but uh, that, that came to my mind. And then "Obstacle: The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, mm-hmm. um, just about – you know, that is the way, finding that problem and overcoming that is is how you kind of figure out which direction you want to go. So I'm going to plug those two books in there too. But, so take away your actual, the yoga, the coffee and everything. But I mean, like you said, this is your first venture into owning a business. Um, What was that initial, like, Getting over that fear. Did you have a fear? Most do. Um, But did you have a fear of taking that leap and saying, I'm going to leave a job where I got a check, guaranteed to me, to being able to go uh, take this risk risk to do that? Um, How did you overcome that? What what were you thinking? I mean, because it's... I think there's a misconception on business owners for people that's never done it before. Um, Some people think, well, it's easy. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You control your schedule. Some people might recognize that you never sleep and you're working Um, (laughs) 24-7. But but what was it like for you?
1: I did both at the same time for a point in time. So I was working for um, the Regional Office of Education doing social emotional learning coaching and I opened my own consulting business at the same time so I had a moment to experiment with what it felt like to do to live in the consulting space while I got that consistent paycheck but at the end of the day what drove me into taking the leap is the autonomy to do what I felt was correct for myself and for the community. So, you know, the bureaucracy of the world, I felt strapped by, and I knew and I could see vision is a core value for me. Everything that I do in my life, it's very easy for me to, like, see something and move towards it, which was a learning piece for me because I thought everyone could do that. Turns out not everyone has that as a core value or a gift, and so I've had to learn how to translate my vision into tangible things for people to understand to get on board with me but i i needed the space to be able to do what was best practice in schools what felt like the best way to run a yoga business um the best way to do coffee i just needed that space to be able to do that
0: did you find i know this is common were you might have gone to a yoga studio or a coffee shop or whatever it may be before and just think, gosh, I could do this better. Yeah. And, it, and it's not its not a knock on them, right. so to speak. Like, they're doing it their way and it's working and they're right. successful. But you just can't help but think, ah, I could do this better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it, it it wasn't from a place of I know better, but the experience could be better. Like, for everybody. Not, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Or, or maybe even a better way to say it would be, like, um, uh, we want to use this, whatever it is, coffee, we want to use yoga in a different way. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe good. even in a better way, but yeah, just in a different good. way. It was very clear for us the way we wanted to experience coffee, um, the way, you know, like, we will never outsell Starbucks, right? We'll right. probably never outsell every coffee shop in this town, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Our coffee's not nearly as sweet. Our coffee mm-hmm. is very different, and I would say that's true about yoga, and I would say that's true about all of the ways in which we work but there's a purpose for why those things are happening the way that they're happening and i, w- I would say it's because you know we have a specific there's an end and it's not coffee mm-hmm. right there's an end and it's not yoga mm-hmm. um those are pieces of the overall vision that um all right because the end is so clear it makes those things easy to do in a certain way um and, and i'm sure that we will have people who walk in the door that have a bad experience I, I haven't heard yet that that's happened <laughs> but I, I we joke about it, it's like wonder who our first like furious negative customer is going to be yeah. and, and what it's going to be about and you know we're going to have that any every single business will have that um but it's been really great to see that generally speaking the experience that we wanted a lot of other people wanted and have been really grateful for and that's the reason why we can continue to have the
0: experience that we've had yeah so going back to business a little bit when you're when you were laying this all out and you i mean It seems like you use the experience of the customer to drive everything else. Mm -hmm. So when you were thinking about things like process, uh, marketing, some of those business things that are in a business plan, how did the experience kind of steer those things how much weight did you put into things like marketing and mm-hmm. that type
1: of thing well let me just tell you so we would come in here pretty much every day while construction was happening in the space we had a bajillion delays because of covid yeah. and every time we came in here adam would pretend like he was a customer so we'd be like okay where should the, the coffee bar be like where should the counter be so he would, like, have a pretend cup in his hand and, like, walk around and look around and, like, drink his coffee and look around. And he literally put – I also I would make fun of him, but it, it was actually a good tactic because – Just pictures would, of
2: me doing this. Yeah. He would put
1: himself in the position of what the experience would be. And then I think you just back map from there. It's like if this is what we want the experience to be, kind of what, yeah. what has to be communicated, what has to happen, what does it have to look like, what does it have to sound like, what does it have to feel like.
2: Yeah, we knew what we wanted someone to feel. And um, and I would walk in the door with my eyes closed a mm-hmm. hundred times. And then I would eventually say, you know mm-hmm. what, there needs to be something, right? And I would point. And there wouldn't even be a wall there yet. Yeah. But I knew that once the wall was there, like, when I look up every time I'm looking at the same spot, there's got to be something. And that's where we're like, okay, well, we need to develop this sign or we need to develop this brand element or we need to develop this that communicates to people how to find, like... Even this lab space, we're actually uh, we're starting a mural in here tomorrow. Because the biggest downside for me if this space that we've always been so scared about is there's no natural light in here. Oh, yeah. And natural light's a huge deal. And since we don't have that, we said, if we're going to make this room work, we need to invest in something incredible. And I'm not going to give it away, but by the end of this next week, you'll see like what that. we have planned for the wall in here. And it, it's going awesome. to make this place a, a little bit of a destination. So... Yeah. Um, And then with marketing, you know, I think a lot of people think of marketing as how do I, as reach, right? How do I get my name or my product in front of as many people as possible? And I think marketing is really fundamentally, right? It's just understanding your market ultimately and reaching your, you know, what you want to communicate to a specific group of people, your target audience. I mean, all that kind of funnels down. And so for me, since we knew what the experience like we've talked about was, it was more about um how to create that experience in as many ways as possible. And I think a lot of the experiential stuff that we did in the beginning really contributed to that. You know, I said, well we don't need we don't need four walls to be able to practice yoga, so let's go. I mean the first thing that we did, you remember, is a hike at Stark Rock. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a group of people together. Uh, we made a video 26. of it. We hiked all the way to the bottom of the Star or I don't know if you say technically top, but where the waterfall is at the end. We threw mats down. We did a yoga practice, took a bunch of photos, and took a bunch of video, hiked back. It was still one of my favorite days that we've had. Um, we did the Epiphany Farms events, we did uh, events at the Proving Grounds um, Bouldering Gym on college. They're an incredible place that shares a lot of the same vision that we share about their community. And so, you know, we just looked for ways to naturally and organically um, introduce what we wanted people to experience to groups of people that we already knew had a lot of that shared experience. So there's so so many different ways that that was introduced. Um, Because if you think about it, right, like I even think about this with the coffee. We, we, you know, Abby's been very fortunate in her consulting business and has done extremely well to fund all of this, right? This is where um, she's pouring all of her work into. And so you can spend $25,000 on a billboard and let it sit for six months somewhere. And a bunch of people may drive by and see the name, but there's nothing really asking them to come in, right? There's nothing really asking them to experience what you're all about. Or you can invest that same amount of money into an incredible cafe, right? And all of a sudden you're asking people to experience something completely different. And so our time, you know, her dollars, our goal with marketing is always how can we specifically get in front of a group of people and actually leave them with something that whether it's inside of this room or if it's out there in the world somewhere how do we make sure that we introduce them to what we want them to feel and then tell them whether they can find that every single day after that
0: and you're creating fans right and <laughs> i mean that's what you're doing by by providing an experience that they're hungry for and they might not even know they're hungry for it yeah um but you're creating fans and those fans I mean it's word of mouth at the marketing, it's the best way to go. But.
1: Yeah, and, and and so that that was the piece I wanted to add. You know, we have people who come in here every single day. We have people who purchased memberships before we even had this space ready. Like before we opened our doors, they purchased memberships. And to me, the fact that someone would put that much trust mm-hmm. into us, I now we now have a responsibility to take care of those people and to create yeah. that level of experience. And so, you know, our members I think about marketing from the lens of what experience am I creating for the person who steps foot into this space every single day, yeah. who every day is choosing us. We have a level of responsibility to them, and then the byproduct of that is that they post on Instagram or they tell their friends, "Hey, I had this great experience." That's more than a, an Instagram post could ever tell somebody. And so, for me, I, I you know, I it almost it, it, it's almost. Agonizing the amount of pressure I put on myself to to create that level of connection and experience for people. But I feel like that is so valuable that no matter who walks through the door, they feel the level of intentionality that, that we have in, in the way that we've set this place up and they feel welcome and they feel connected and they feel heard and they feel seen. And the byproduct of that is then that they tell people about it and then that generates more of everything for us more community more income but the, the, we, we're really freed up I'm freed up financially the, I don't have to depend on you know whether or not that person decides to buy that Lululemon mat off the wall or not like I'm still going to eat and so that frees me up a little bit too to be like you know what that's a great mat but also if you want a different mat cool and I think people see that it's like I'm not I, trying to make money off of people
0: when I own my own business someone uh, a mentor told me um, Ne- never need that sale yeah. more than the person's willing to, mm. you know, buy it. Yeah. Never that's need good. it more than they do. Yeah. Um, and that I think that's important. Whether no matter what situation you're in, you want to right. you don't have to be in that right pressured.
1: Like,
0: I need to mm. I need them to buy this yoga
1: mat right. so I can eat. Um, right, yeah, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. It happened to work out too that um, you know we both have full time jobs mm-hmm. and we are typically working with a lot of people who have full-time jobs. So we have classes really early in the morning. We have classes in the evening. So we'll both be here in the morning. We'll make coffee. we have great baristas and we're our team. We need to grow. Like we're looking for more people, but everyone's in that same boat right now. But we can be present for that community fully in the morning. And then we can break and take care of our full-time jobs during the day and then return back for that community. And it's it's kind of a, um, I mean, some days it's very tiring, right? I mean, we get here five in the morning
0: yeah we leave at 8
2: 30 p.m we're working all day on several different businesses but um there's a huge amount of pouring you know in that we get as well from just being getting to be a part of the community community and even just the small level of facilitation that happens where we introduce a couple people Mm -hmm. to each other and then let them have the conversation and it's just wonderful
1: yeah like one of our members is a realtor someone needed a house and they were able to link up. They would have never met each other if it wasn't for this space. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's I watch you know VPs from State Farm have conversations with people who would never otherwise connect with a VP from State Farm. And that person's pouring into that person, and it's it's really awesome to see those bridges be built.
2: Yeah, and not in like a weird network with this person. By oh way, yeah, but right. But like, a, I mean, just hey, like we're. There's something that we all have in common here, and that's that we care about the well being of ourselves and the people around us. Mm -hmm.
0: It humanizes people more than just the label.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, we know, like you said, the labels are generally like, it's just weird how this world's kind of made labels, right? With Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, with Facebook, with whatever. There's so many things that you seem to know about someone, and then that becomes who they are. Mm -hmm. But when you, when the first time you meet someone, you don't even see the label, right? You just see that they're. T- falling over in tree pose right. and you know you happen to fall over at the same time and laugh about it. something happens there um, and it's nice to you know then you then you, you get almost like their quote unquote label or their career or whatever almost is just like a, a little side detail about them. Mm-hmm. but you've probably had I mean it's cool because we hear people talk for weeks. And then at some point, they'll just mention what they do. Like, oh, I had no idea. Do you know this person? Do you know that person? But it's so far down in the conversation. And something about that's incredibly refreshing, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's not about what can this person offer me and what can I offer them, but more of just like, hey, I really like being around you today. Mm -hmm. And that's all that was necessary in that moment.
0: Yeah. It's really nice. I think uh, this space uh, promotes... like, I, I. I've done a lot of work on myself. Anybody listening to the podcast has recognized that over the last like two years. And and there's like these certain pillars that I kind of think about. Like I always say, these are the ball game. Like if you can learn these things, Mm -hmm. like you're going to be much happier. And kindness is one of them. Empathy is one of them. Gratitude uh, and authenticity. And I think this place just promotes all of those Mm -hmm. things. And I think that's, anybody that's been here been through either sat and had a cup of coffee for five ten minutes or taken a yoga class can recognize at least some of those right away Mm -hmm. um and i think that's that's really cool and it's really unique um but i do want to touch on the times that you said too because uh, no i I, brought me up uh, reminded me of a good point like i i was going pretty steadily to a yoga studio this is probably five six years ago um but their class times were just so crazy to me that I couldn't make it work. So I think a lot of people decide on what yoga class to go to based on just the class times. Right. right. Um, and, and that's that's ultimately why I quit the last time practicing yoga is just because I could never make class times. But you do offer very convenient class times, um, for, yeah. especially for the working person.
1: Yeah, when I was making the schedule, one of the things that I really value is consistency. And so we have class times that run every single day that 6 a.m. class time is our most popular class mm-hmm. for a number of reasons probably coffee is one of them for sure that people can come practice shower grab their coffee and head to work but 6 a.m. seven thirty 30 a.m. Um, 5 p.m. 6 15 p.m. consistently and then we have the 9 a.m. and the 12 p.m. a couple of days a week too but I, I wanted to your point I wanted people to be able to establish a disciplined practice Mm -hmm. because it's a very important piece of the puzzle when it comes to yoga. You know, people's experience of yoga tends to be better if they're in it consistently and they can see progress and they can see growth and that's motivating. And then you have to have a level of discipline. And then there's the, the time you hit crow pose or headstand (laughs) or you can touch your toes or whatever it is that that you're working towards. (laughs) Um, you know, you see the growth and, and that can only happen with consistency. So that was a very important piece for me when I was working out the schedule.
2: Yeah, and with that, you know, we're gonna have some classes that are close to empty all the time. And I, I remember even those first two weeks, sometimes it can be really discouraging to be like, <laughs> well, we've offered this 615 PM, you know, four times and we have one person signed up every other time or two, you know, and but then you know, it, the conversation quickly becomes all right, one is that a good time for someone to have enough of those someone's been found yet or is it just really a bad time mm-hmm. and you know if that one person is coming and they really need that class time then it's probably worth it right mm-hmm. like our you generally speaking the yoga experience here is better when there's more people and yeah. that part of that's going to take time to grow i mean we have to some you know realize we're just in our second month here um but with that too you know like we we both work out at element 26 gym in town a phenomenal experience we've had there um and you know, while we have a, I was thinking about this, while we have an amazing experience when we go in the gym is full, we also have an amazing experience when we go and it's just us and Curtis and, you know, and, and a part of his consistency was a model for, I would say, mm-hmm. me um, in a lot of areas, but really in the fact that, you know, he doesn't set his times or his goals based off of how much money he's going to make. He sets it based off of how he's going to improve someone's life mm-hmm. and the improvement that I got from that, you know, even just that one-on-one time with him some days is, made my entire membership worth it in one day. Um, so there are some classes that'll be light and there'll be some classes that are kind of crazy full. But I think the, the other thing with that is there's probably nothing that's really off limits as far as times. Like we realized a 9am time would probably become popular. We added it to the schedule because a lot of people asked about it and for two weeks nobody came <laughs> and we're like, do we just get rid of it? Like, well, no, people said it, just give it some time. And now it's starting to grow. Mm-hmm. And, um, And if people give us feedback, you know we're open to making. If it's possible for us to make it happen, we will. But your your weekend times are great
0: too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know for me, like, there was sometimes difficult to make it during the week because of everything else going on, uh, especially if people have kids and activities and that kind of stuff. But like Sunday, it's you know, especially Sunday, the Sunday evening afternoon class. Yeah. Not a lot of people have things going on. So yeah, that's
1: a today, great so. start to your week, too. Just a good yeah. transition class. And obviously, the 4.30 p.m. on Friday, the R&B that's class.
0: It's my, <laughs> my jam. Yes, It's a
1: fun class that yeah. just evolved. It just, like, happened. And there's a lot of things here that we do really intentionally, like the de- the design of the schedule. But then there's a lot of things that have been fluid that have come up that just seem like needs that were like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that. It aligns with our vision. Let's, let's do it. And it's, yeah, you know... I got a little teary-eyed when you were talking about your your pillars and that you experience those things here because this work is really hard. It's really difficult, but to hear people say that they're getting value out of it is so encouraging and like just really, it's uh, if it feels like whatever the other crap is that we have to do the technology pieces or the you know management pieces on the back end or. 100% 100% worth it if people are coming in here and getting what they need and taking that back out into the community. So,
2: yeah. yeah. You don't always get to see that, right? Yeah. You hope it's happening. You right. hear that it's happening. You have to trust that it's happening. Right. I think that's really hard too, honestly. It's like, you, you know, long days, long nights stressful conversations and, you know, we, we go back and forth about something as silly as what a sticker should look like right. for a week, you know, cause <laughs> we want <laughs> it to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out that it comes in and it's completely opposite of what we had yeah. asked for anyway. And it's yeah. like, why do we get so bothered by these little things? Yeah. But, um, but then, you know, in the little moments where we get to step back or we get to see an impact happen or somebody just says like, Hey, I, I know I was super quiet or never said, or like she'll even say to me like, Hey, I got an Instagram message or an email and it's like, oh, that person has been coming in, hasn't said a word to anybody, and just wrote a huge message of, like, mm-hmm. this has been, you know, so important to my right. life. And it's like, well, you know, you don't always have to see it. You don't do it to see it. You do it because you trust that it's going to have the impact that it needs to have yeah. for people. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I, I mean, the practice that I've tried to get better at over the last couple of years is telling people yeah like when they're doing good too yeah. right because I don't think we do that enough so good point sure. uh, i hope i mean I hope more people tell you uh, yeah. what they're experiencing here because it is it is pretty powerful. thank you Thanks. um I, we're getting we're over an hour and I, and, I, <laughs> and I don't want to take up too much of your time I want to touch on one other thing sure, then I yeah. want to go through some just logistics so everybody understands Great. what sure. to do but a, uh, a common theme I've heard is that you do leverage um, other businesses or organizations that have kind of a same feel right like they, mm-hmm. they're trying to experience the same type of thing with their clients you mentioned your gym um, mm-hmm. you mentioned the Boulder gym mm-hmm. um, and a few other places how, how big is that? community separate from this community but that community that you build among other businesses how instrumental was that to getting a good start here
2: um i would say it's extremely instrumental i mean we we couldn't exist without uh i I guess we wouldn't have had the start we would have had without those other businesses and their help and their support um mean, element 26 huge we she taught yoga there i mean that's actually how we met okay at a yoga class there um but then you know TPG, Epiphany Farm, several other businesses, CXT, you know, they're, I would say the biggest thing is, I think what, I'll let her answer in her own way, but for me, a big encouragement was finding like-minded people that cared enough, you know, just to know that you didn't feel alone in this big undertaking, you could ask questions that would otherwise sound ridiculous to someone else, like, what kind of sink's do you need, or, you know, like all these weird questions. And then someone's like, yeah, I went through that exact thing. I bought seven different sinks and then ended up liking this one. This is the one. And I'm like, that makes a lot, you know, it's just like weird things that you don't think about. Um, but to know that you're not in alone, I think that was the, the biggest part, not even so much for like, um, I mean, we, we probably got some pretty good relationships from, from, from those interactions, but I think more than anything, it was the advice and the guidance and you know, people being willing to share and then obviously us being willing to reciprocate a lot of what we're doing, you know, and in every interaction, I always, we always have a conversation it's like, well, what can we do to thank them? And also what can we do to support them? Um, because we believe we're not going to work with the business we don't believe in. First of all, I mean, we made that very clear from the beginning. Um, and, you know, there's, um, you know, a standard that we have that we want to make sure that that aligns with our vision. But I'd say the biggest thing for me was just the, the being, being able to interact with someone who was also behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, because it's easy to walk into a place and see the lights on it, see how things are arranged and whatever, and it just seems so natural. But somebody had to make every mm-hmm. single decision. And um, and so being able to talk through with that with somebody else has been wonderful. That was the biggest thing for me.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. That's what I was going to say, The the people who had the the vision to be able to create those spaces are people that I want to spend my time with. That's one thing, you know, you asked about like, what, how do you overcome the fear of the, the of opening a business? And you said, you know, people want to do it because they make their own schedule. My schedule runs me right now. Like I don't make a lot of decisions about how I want to spend my time. My schedule is certainly running yeah. my life, but getting to be with people who have a larger vision for this community is really inspiring people who are further along in it where I'm like okay maybe I will be able to work out once again once I have a little bit more time but when I think about Curtis and Ashley at Element 26 they've known us from before all of this happened I've known them for three going on four years now and when I'm with them they remind me of who I am more than just being a business owner and uh, there's a lot of days where I wear that hat and I show up here and there's a billion other things going on outside of standing in front of a yoga class or serving someone a cup of coffee where, you know, we're leaders. We ha- we show up for people. We we put on, you know, this kind of like, okay, we're good. We're here. But there's a lot of other things that are going on in our lives where we need people to depend on who can support us, who can remind us of that we're more than just owners of the yoga lab. We're people who enjoy working out or people who enjoy community We're people who enjoy, you know, doing things outside of this physical space. And so I think being able to have those people are now friends and we can rely on them to bring us back down to earth. So yeah, yeah. that's huge. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah. All right. So let's I just, before I want to make sure we touch on everything we need to touch on. So people have been listening for now, like an hour and 10 hour and 15 minutes. I want them, <laughs> I want them to know how to get, how to come in so they can come and get coffee anytime. Yep. Uh, what were your hours again for coffee? 6
1: a.m. to seven thirty p.m. on the weekdays. Friday we're a little bit shortened hours, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then on the weekends we're open during class time, so Saturday mornings and then Sunday eight to nine thirty, and Sunday from four to six.
0: And you have tables and chairs, so they can come yep. set up shop. Lots yep. of Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. great lots Wi-Fi, fun stuff. Yeah, yep. So, um, so we
2: got lots of great Wi-Fi. We can, yeah, our conference room, as long as it's not being rented, is completely open. So if you need some kind of private space to just get some work done, or the front cafe area is open for people to come, hang out, sit, work, talk, um, and then. Um, if you want to look at our class schedule, the easiest way, or you can go to our website, but the easiest way is to download our app, Yoga Lab BN. Um, you'll see our logo on there. Um, that's got all of our class times listed, and if you see a class time on there, we're going to be open. So that's pretty much yeah. the easiest yeah. way to know, but during the day, we're, we're here Come by, say hi. Um, Instagram is a great way to get. I know not everyone's on Instagram, but it's a really great way to get a hold of us. (laughs) Let's be honest, it should be. It goes to to both of our phones, so (laughs) if anyone sends us a message, has any questions, wants to collab, wants to do a private, I mean, any kind of question you might have, you're going to get an answer very quickly Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Um, We've made the choice, at least for now, to not have a phone line here. Um, we needed to set some boundaries, yeah. and that's one of them. So Instagram's a great way because if we're in a meeting, we can at least respond to it in 30 minutes or so. Um, or if I'm working and she's working somewhere else, then, you know, we just didn't want to entrust that to have someone babysitting a phone at all times. So um, that sense. might change over time, but Instagram's a great way to get a hold of us. Super easy.
0: Um yeah. The coffee, you have a, a small menu, but everything I've had here is amazing. I think I've tried Oops. everything. Um, <laughs> Great. Uh, at least coffee-wise. I haven't tried all the food yet. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's, like I said before, top quality coffee. So if you go to okay. any other place in town um, and you're wondering if it, if it matches up, it will. Um, <laughs> yoga, you talked about the schedules online. Um, trying to think of, oh, let's talk about pricing and memberships and yeah. that kind of stuff. So
1: you don't have to be a member to come to a class, right? Right. $15 for a drop-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's $100 for a monthly membership, $1,000 for the year. And we often get the question, if I sign up for a month just to try it out, can I pause it or cancel it? Yeah, you're not locked into any contract at any point in time. Um, the $1,000 for the year, the incentive is you pay up front, you get two months free, yeah. essentially.
2: 20% off is a pretty good deal.
1: Pretty good deal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, that's... Um, It's an investment in a community more than it's just a a practice of yoga, right? Which is why, you know, our pricing is pretty much favorable of the memberships and, um,
1: and it's unlimited, so a hundred dollars monthly, you get unlimited classes. So you could come every day during the October challenge. Sometimes people are practicing two, three times a day. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. So and we it's are doing unlimited. a lot
2: of stuff like that. We will do challenges. We're going to do. I mean, a lot of community-based things.
0: We want people to feel like they're a part of. I was going to touch on. I know you've had um, the market mm-hmm. thing here. T- talk. You've had one, and you got one coming up too. Yes,
1: right. so we had one in the fall. We had a bunch of vendors here. We have one December fifth, which is a Sunday from ten to three. We'll have two free yoga classes that day, maybe three. Those classes are on our app, and they fill up really fast. They're already about halfway full. So if you're interested in those classes, sign up. Um, We'll have almost two times the number of vendors that we had for the fall market. We have some fun collabs, like Theo's is coming. They'll be doing hot chocolate bombs. Um, A bunch of other really great local vendors will be here uh, doing some cool stuff, some new businesses that I think it will be kind of their – Debut, um, They'll be here. So, yeah, it's a good time. It's a, it's a fun opportunity to see a lot of different people from the community come out, yeah. share what they love.
0: And you've been out, uh, the epiphany you've talked about, you just had yeah. one of those recently. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're going to have some more of those coming up.
1: Yeah, so um, we're paused through the winter. Um, just obviously but, it's yeah. too cold. But once the spring picks up, our plan is to brunch, have classes out there again. TPG, we're working on some quarterly events with the Proving Grounds, the Bouldering Gym. So that will be coming up. Yeah, um, I have a lot of friends
0: go that go and there. climb Yeah, That's I do. I have a lot of friends that go if you there. Haven't gone, cool you haven't gone? You got to go. It's I, awesome. So one of my friends, I promised, I promised her one of my toe heels off. Yeah, it. nice. it's uh, a good yeah. time.
1: They're great people too, Chris yeah. and Jamie. They're awesome.
0: And it's a great. I mean, we're talk about a great workout. Yes,
2: yeah. I. <laughs> it's humbling. I'll just put it that yeah. way. It's yeah. it's awesome though.
1: Also, um, a really good opportunity coming um, in the next couple of weeks. Well, Thanksgiving week, we'll be releasing some on demand opportunities. Yeah. Um, for people yeah. to try out our classes while they're home with their families or hanging out for the holidays, the Thanksgiving holiday.
2: Yeah, so we're going to do four, uh, we're going to do a series of four classes. Each instructor is going to lead a virtual class. So it'll be available to everyone. Um, and then you're, we're actually going to take the first 10 minutes or so of that class, and the instructor is going to get to share a little bit about themselves, the, vision oh, cool. of the space, and then they'll walk you through what exactly what you could expect at a class here. So if you're a little intimidated still, or if, you know, it's not enough to just Jump in and say, All right, I'm just gonna show up and try it. Mm -hmm. Just get on one of those online things. You'll see that it's, you know, yoga doesn't have to be so serious. We have a lot of fun, Um, we always want people to laugh. and um, and there's going to be four of those, and you get to meet each instructor that way. I highly recommend you do it. Do it with a friend. Share it with a family member. It's free. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was actually going to mention uh, when you mentioned the R&B on mm. Friday night. That one of my favorite is you guys don't take yourself too seriously. No, it's a it's a it's a nice yoga class. Like you're gonna get a, you're gonna get everything you expect out of it. But, yeah, um, you're not you're, you don't take yourself. We too
1: laugh, seriously. We laugh, we smile, you know. we mess up. We, we fall yeah. over. Yeah, pick
0: yeah. yourself back up.
1: Yeah, try it again. It's not it's that fun. serious. I'm pretty yeah. serious most places in my life, and they yoga classrooms one of the spaces where i'm like okay it's not that serious not yeah. such a big deal
0: oh, i appreciate that yeah uh, i'm, a, I'm I, I tend to crack jokes so yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah um and then the last thing i just want to make sure i mention is you guys are both wearing great sweatshirts and you got oh. you got a lot of great swag here too mm-hmm. um so sweatshirts t-shirts uh keep cups which keep cups. Uh, i own a keep cup and I'm, i've owned it for four or five years now oh yeah, it, yeah great. i love it
1: yeah, yeah they're good bring
2: it in if you have a keep cup yeah anywhere it doesn't have to be ours get a discount enough. Yeah. We, we just also have, believe in the reuse world and, yeah. you know, it's just a way to save some paper, especially right now because you wouldn't believe how much trouble we have finding cups and right. lids and stuff. It's like sure. madness right now. So
1: Yeah, and then we have yoga mats for sale, Lululemon yeah. yoga mats. Um, if, mats you for rent, if you a, don't have them, yeah, one. if you don't have a mat, don't let that stop you from coming. We have mats for rent. Um yeah, we have pretty much everything you could ever need right yeah. here. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> if you're concerned, just message us. We'll make yeah. sure you have what you need. Yeah. So. And where are you located? Give me the address.
1: 207 South Prospect Suite 2 in Bloomington. So right behind the Windjammer. Most people in Bloomington <laughs> Normal know the Windjammer. We're right behind the windjammer yeah. on prospect um, down from Jim's steakhouse in front of
2: the yeah in front of the windjammer if you're on, Sorry, prospect, on prospect but yeah. yeah you'll you'll see there's not a sign above us yet we're still waiting on that but there's a sign on the door mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's right in the middle of town right across from uh, state farm corporate and um, pretty much you can get to it from anywhere in town
1: 10 to 10, 15 minutes from under anywhere 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah so
0: I, I do. I, anybody that hasn't been here, I encourage you to at least come do a drop-in class. Uh, the $15 is well worth it, and I bet if you try it, you will love it. So, uh, thank you, Abby Lyons, Adam Gantos, uh, Yoga Lab. Come check you guys out. I really appreciate you spending time thank with me you. on Sunday. Thanks for having us. us. Seriously. All right. That's going to be it. Thanks, guys. Thank you.